When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Yeah! Let's go! Yates, you show up and we get a little hail to the chief? Is that, I is, mean, is that how it works? I am from the district. I have <laughs> covered many things at the White House. I've heard the song played by the White House band, but I didn't know that it was for me. That's great. Yeah, well, I mean, Quality I I'm, intro. I mean, maybe it's for President's Day. I don't know. Maybe it's for you. It's, <laughs> it's, it's hard to tell, right? Very difficult, but it lined up well. And fun fact, tomorrow yes. is actually my dad's birthday as well. So we, we'll get to that tomorrow. He might come in. He might call in the show. We might do I was just like going to say right now, because you're here today, tomorrow, and uh, Wednesday and Thursday. Yeah, most of the week. Yeah. 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 That, uh, I, I think a, a visit from your dad tomorrow is, is more than appropriate on okay. his birthday. I I'll, hit, I'll hit him up. We'll do that. We can get his thoughts on uh, what's going on with All Star with the NBA season. He's a big NBA fan, so. Well, good. I look here. Here's here's where I'm kind of stuck. I I, uh, I need football to come back. It's been one weekend, and I don't know what to do with myself. I I I I, I I'm worried about baseball to a point. I, I know they're going to play eventually, but mm-hmm. I mean, you're a baseball guy, like I'm a baseball yeah. guy. It's like opening day is great, and then we go through four or five months of just kind of you know going along with it, and then we get to the good stuff. But I, I need football back. I need something every weekend to kind of it's. It sets my clock accordingly. I know exactly where I'm supposed to be. It's a schedule setter, but let me ask you this. Had pitchers and catchers reported, Trav, do yeah. you think you'd feel the same way? If, no. if, if Camelback <laughs> was populated and guys were out there getting their work in and throwing their bullpens and you saw the catcher's gear, guys taking <laughs> ground balls, the whole deal, PFPs, you wouldn't be thinking about football. You'd be thinking about how you could get your – you'd be thinking about – your routine <laughs> that you would be getting into if you were back in your gaucho days. That's what well, you just sent me down. You sent me down a very dark hole right there. When you said PFPs, <laughs> I'm like, oh my gosh! Like the the the, the, the idea of having to run Getting to cover first base. <laughs> yeah, I mean, like that. By the way. That's a lot farther than I remember. Going from the, the rubber over to first base, that, that's a long run. That, that, that's like basically a half marathon for me at this point. I, I can't get all the way over there. That's not going to work. <laughs> I love it. But, yeah, college baseball is back started. But I do think there is something to be said about how, especially when the Super Bowl was here, the buildup to the end of the football season was already built into our mental calculus. So let's just say that the Rams didn't win the Super Bowl and got knocked out in the first round. By this time of year, you wouldn't have even been thinking about football because you would have had it and you would have been a little bit more separated. They won the Super Bowl in SoFi. You were there. You were at the parade. It is not yet. If we were to drug test for Rams football (laughs) in Trav's system, it would not yet have cycled through. It would not have gotten out. It's still present. I would be Ben Johnson if the, in, yeah. in, under that scenario. I, I am Ben Johnson. I my eyes are glowing and I, I'm walking right. out of here. Tony Mandarich would, would take take your pick of your favorite uh, steroid guy du jour. Uh, like you said, the college baseball got going this weekend. You and I are about a group of about seven or eight people who are yeah, super very into small that. handful of people <laughs> so, who care so about that. You know, I don't yeah. know what did what did you do with your weekend? I played a little golf. I got out in the sun. I went and watched yeah. a little high school basketball over the weekend. I got a little oh. bit of everything going on. I found myself, for the first time in this particular situation, 
in Westwood on campus at Pauly watching a basketball game. All right. It was fantastic. Hanging out with Martin Jorman, who's the AD over there, relatively still new guy to some degree. But, you know, that brother has changed a lot of things in terms of what they've got going on their operation. Went to a volleyball game. Men's, men's or women's? Men's. Bo- men's okay. Before, I, to be fair, I actually prefer the women's game. Different discussion, but it was number two versus number one. Long Beach is number one. UCLA is number two. Packed house. I mean, a lot of people there. However, I'm of the belief that that many people aren't normally there. They get a good crowd because normally, if you don't know this, between points and definitely between like sets, you know, guys warm up and they practice and they do different stuff. Apparently, a lot of people don't realize that there are errant volleyballs flying constantly <laughs> because I saw about three or four people get rocked in the face. And I'm like, yo, bro, these things are moving. You need to keep your head on a swivel. And I was actually sitting next to a guy. And it was one of those deals where we were. And this is the last thing I'll say about it. JC was That's to my right, you my girl. I got plenty yeah, of questions. She, keep going. She was to, yeah. oh, fair enough. She was to my right. And the AD's assistant head assistant SID was to my left he's taking us there so a guy's spiking we're about 10 feet away from the baseline he's spiking from the other court he spikes a ball in practice it sort of sails up and it's headed right towards us the guy I'm with he dives over me like it's some huge like a grenade's coming in I was like move I moved him off of me and the thing comes flying and I just trapped it with my foot because it came right under me and I just trapped you know I played soccer and I was going yeah boop and I served it back to the you know I just placed it back to the guy he was like what was that I was like bro I've been to a volleyball game before I know how the flight of the ball operates you know so it was well, a funny scene I, I think you said uh, the, the best way for me to get me to go to a, a volleyball game is knowing that there may be errant guys taking it off the side of the head <laughs> that, that, that sounds pretty good because my daughter it was pretty fun it, my daughter played volleyball for a long time all the way through high school and all those tournaments being in the gyms and yeah. like you're the ball's yeah. flying every which way and you got to kind of <laughs> yeah. pay attention or you're going to catch one here and there right but knowing that people don't know that that that's <laughs> That's exciting for me. I, I may make I a trip down stunned. to Pauly. Right. So after that, we went over to see them play Washington. And, you know, UCLA's got a really good team this year. They've got as good a shot to win this thing as anybody, as far as I'm concerned. They were down two starters. But, you know, good environment. And UCLA's the kind of school where you're liable to see a legend just walk in the halls at the game sure. at any given moment, at any given time. So their alumni situation is really strong. It was cool to be able to see it, hung out there his first time, checked out, you know, all the – it's actually kind of, frankly, a little less museum stuff than I thought, but you know that's fine. I'm sure they've got you know they've got memories all over all over the country, so it was cool, and I was glad to get out there for the first time and really really take in the uh, UCLA men's basketball experience. ESPN Radio is brought to you by Progressive Insurance, and uh, Clinton, I don't, I'm, I'm sure you do know. I tweeted it out this morning, but uh, just because Slee is not here does not mean that we don't do an <laughs> Ask Slee. Only today it's going to be Ask Yates. So I'm down. Are you prepared? I, Have you seen some I, of the submissions I, listen, that have been coming through? I've seen some of the submissions, and I saw one that had to do with motor vehicles that yes. I have a much more interesting answer to than people are probably going to realize. So well, I'm, I'm excited. So speaking of motor vehicles, you were at that NASCAR race that I went to. Yeah. You, you were there. Were you working or were you just there for fun? You just wanted to see I the show or what? Some level of both. I got to bang out a column later today about the experience because the Daytona 500 was yesterday as well. But yep. for those who don't know, the Bush Clash was at the LA Memorial Coliseum two weeks ago or was it two? Three, two weeks ago. Yeah. Um, short track, quarter mile track. Tight environs, as we like to say, but they did that the setup. They did the setup pretty well, so that you had heats, and then you had a big race, a main event. So it kind of make, it broke it up. I, I mean, Trav, do you agree with that? The breaking up of the races made it a little easier to follow than just say three hundred flat laps. Well, I'll be honest. I didn't get there for the qualifiers. I got okay. there. I got there as Pitbull was boring the crowd. 
Pit- no, okay. Pitbull so, was amazing, no, guys. Pit- no slander. Pitbull was there. There was like three guys paying attention to him. We got there. Gentlemen, start your engines. There they go. Okay. Around for 75 laps. And then I didn't understand at the time, but there's halftime at short track races. I didn't know if that's like well, a one-off or Ice Cube or whatever it was, but I was there for it. I loved it. it was, I'm here. If, if every NASCAR race takes an hour and 20 minutes like that one does and has an A-lister halftime act, I'm in. I, <laughs> I, I, I will move there. to Talladega. I will, I will go do the whole thing, whatever you guys need. It was a different format. And Emily, you were there as well. You were having fun. I was there in what I'll just call a professional role. I wasn't necessarily covering it specifically. I did get to, get to take a trip around the track on the, at the pace car, which was really cool. Oh, you fun did? Fun fact. Yeah, I did that. Um, Jason Hamilton, who was driving the pace cars, also turns out, he's been around, not turns out, for those who don't know, he's been around NASCAR forever and was the race director for Daytona 500, first brother to ever do that. So it was cool to be able to meet him and see some of the characters around the, around the racetrack. It was really fun to me. It was my first race ever. And Emily, I've been a fan forever. You went. What was your experience like? I've been a fan forever, but it was the first time I'd ever gone to the actual track. I loved it. No, I, I loved it. It was great. I've been to like I've been to one race before uh, in Bristol, Tennessee, Virginia. It's a weird mm-hmm. thing, but I liked it. It's great. Uh, I just loved uh, Pitbull. I came there for Pitbull, and then I, Ice Cube is great too. But I really just rocked out to Pitbull mostly, and I uh, I got you know pleasantly uh, inebriated with my friends. It was great. Oh, so we had some pops, real okay. racing fans. Yeah, that's exactly. Yeah, exactly. What are we talking about? Exactly. You Speaking can only of that, watch the fun the cars part turn left so many times before you well, get a couple of beers. I mean, that's the funniest part about that is that I'll I'll explain this for those who don't know. The way that it was set up was underneath the peristyle was typically as it typically is was the VIP sort of thing, and because there was no normal. Um, staging setup on the infield where spotters and various people and haulers normally are, you had the different pit crews just sitting amongst the hoi polloi who were banging out wines left and right. So these guys are actually working. They got all sorts of iPads and headsets and radios and walkie-talkies and, 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 and uh, what are they called, clipboards. And people are just right behind them getting hammered, wondering what's going on. I was like, what a scene. Perfect. It was unbelievable. It was <laughs> yeah, perfect. Total L.A. scene. I I, I'm, I'm ready for it every single time. All right. Um, yeah. I don't know. This is the first time you and I have done a show together. We've, we've done some segments here and there, but this is we've, the first well, time. Well, it's the first time it's been just you and me. Yes. Right. Right. You, yes. you sat in on the morning show a few times. I know when I was Correct. doing some baseball stuff, you would call in. We've done that. Break yeah, down yeah. some Dodger games. But I just want to make sure that if, like, for for instance, let's say I call a timeout right before the end of the segment. You're not going to punch me, are you? Because no. apparently there's, some, there's something going on in the air about late timeouts and touching people and punching. And I, I don't know exactly what the new rules are, but apparently if you get upset, you can just punch someone in the head. And that's the that's the way it goes. If that's what you call a punch. We come from different places. But you know what I'm saying? Swipe. You're, scratch you're, you're, it was it, it was it, he pawed at him but <laughs> okay. pawed pawed the way like a lion would paw you know what i'm saying not the way like a child would paw that was a that was a no, paw with intent no it wasn't a it wasn't rajon rondo to chris paul it wasn't a punch no. like that but it wasn't a get off me it was kind of an over the top swat swipe paw however you it want was to mention it, it was a tall man move and <laughs> for those who don't know what we're talking it was about, telegraphed Juwan, too Juwan, it, 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 it was very telegraphed Jawan howard got into it what's the name of the wisconsin coach i can't remember his name i don't know greg gardo greg gardo guard gardo whatever his name is they got into it because there was a situation in which basically the wolverines were getting blown out uh wisconsin tried to call timeout i guess to get their subs in Juwan thought it was a little late 
He walked by the coach in the handshake line. This is a real discussion. The completely useless handshake line. Stupid. These things need to be completely eliminated after high school, in my opinion. And he said, I'll remember that. Guard, thinking he could find a way to try to quell the solution, went a route that, let me explain something to you, Travis. If you are dealing with a black person from Chicago, do (laughs) not grab them as your method of diplomatic well, no, I understand. Uh, uh, I, I, I get that. That is a bad idea when that person is walking by you to grab them by the arms and indicate that they need your I, attention. I no, understand sir. that grabbing somebody is almost always a bad idea. I understand yes. that the circumstances that you're putting in there are probably make it, you know, a, 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 additionally a bad idea. That yes. being said, they weren't walking down the street. They're on the sidelines of a basketball court. True. And, and this was a, I don't like that you called a timeout to try to reset 10 seconds or try to get your guys or whatever it was it was it was a weird deal Howard's team was pressing down 15 with 10 seconds like everybody was doing dumb stuff right (laughs) everybody was doing dumb stuff and then it was one of these I don't like what you did well let me explain you what I did and then there was touching and then there was swatting and both of these guys are gonna end up getting suspended that's how this is gonna play out I just hope that people don't look at that as Jawan Howard is some crazed maniac. Sure, he went over the line. Sure, he went over the edge. And yes, the reason why it's particularly ugly is because his players started fighting behind him. You know what I'm saying? That's where this turns into a like, hey, Jawan, we can't have this. It's one thing for you to get into it to defend your kids. It's another thing for them to be squaring up. And then you have some sort of Royal Rumble kind of situation. That's a bad look. You know what I mean? We get that. We get that. But I think that also Wisconsin has to play some part in this. You know what I mean? Like, the idea that you can just set somebody off and then it's like, oh, well, you should have kept it under control. Like, no, bro, it goes both ways. You're a leader of men and players just like everybody else is. How about you treat that situation with a little bit more diplomacy on both sides? I think they both should get suspended and will. I'm just glad that we're working remotely and that I don't have to worry about it. That you can No, yeah, the hands, the, the, the hands community is not present today. <laughs> Next week, I mean, or later this week, perhaps. Yeah, and it was one of those things, too. It's like, come on, man. I, I get it. It's bad luck. It's good. And understand where I'm coming from. You'll get this. Yeah. It's good TV. It looks yeah. good on TV, right? It's 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 two coaches jawing at each other, and the next thing you know, there's hands flying, there's a scrum. It, it, the visuals are compelling. When you when yeah. you look at it, it's it's wow, what, what's going on there? It really wasn't much. No, you know I mean? it wasn't. It, that's what I'm saying, man. If you, if that, if you, I've seen so many more hands connect on a basketball court at youth games between coaches than I saw there. It wasn't that big of a deal. If you really want them to box it out, my solution to everything, Trav, celebrity boxing. That's <laughs> I'm sold. As long as Tanya Harding's involved, I'm here. She can, <laughs> she can MC, she can referee, she do it can all. compete, whatever she wants to do. I'm here for it. All right. So NBA All Star Game last night. Um. Some kind of slapped me across the face with LeBron James last night watching that game in Cleveland that we haven't seen here in L.A. That's coming up next. It's Travis Slee. Clinton's in for Slee, 710 ESPN. Hi, it's Mike Greenberg letting you know ESPN Bet is ready to take you through all the biggest sports moments this spring. The official sportsbook of ESPN has exclusive offers and markets from Scott Van Pelt, Stephen A. Smith, and me, plus many more. From the playoff intensity to finally getting out to the ballpark, there's no better time for sports fans. Sign up today. New users get a bet reset up to $1,000 in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. Download ESPN Bet today. What a play. Must be 21 plus and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details. 
Clinton Yates in for Slee today, and you guys are doing a good job with your Ask Yateses. Uh, yeah, you can go ahead good. and hashtag this any way you want. Just make sure they end up in my hands, and uh, I'll get them to Clinton. Of course, you can call 877-710-ESPN. That's coming up in about a half an hour from right now. And Clinton, I'm just going to kind of cut them off at the pass a little bit and tell them that you're not going to do your Sean McVay here, at least not today. By the end no, of the well, week, I fully expect it, but maybe not today. Yeah, I mean, McVay's on vacation. The guy just won the Super Bowl. You know what I'm saying? Can, can he get a day off? Can, can he celebrate? Does he want one? Can he celebrate the joined birthdays in one of the weirder things our government has ever done to celebrate <laughs> two guys' birthdays on the same day? Really strange. But yeah, anyway. well, is it? But we, so when I was a kid, right, you'd get Washington's birthday, you would get Lincoln's birthday, you'd have two really? different days. And yeah, you'd get two, you'd get back to back Mondays or Fridays or whoever, whatever day it was, you would get two days off. And now it's just one, and now it's not Washington and Lincoln. Now it's just president. Like, I don't, when did I don't that know. change happen? Emily, look this up. I need to know. When did we make that change? Because I feel like if it was when you were a kid that there were still two. Yeah. When I was sure. a kid, it might have happened. I might be in that overlap where I, you know, where that but, might have happened when I was in middle school, and I just don't remember. I don't like oh. all the presidents getting a day. Like, why does Warren Harding get a day? Like, yeah, he, we he, don't need he, that. He doesn't deserve Andrew one. Jackson doesn't Grover need Cleveland a day. Cleveland doesn't need you a day. Know, these guys James don't need Polk. days. No, right. They're, they're, lot, they're, I mean, the bottom ten on the on the presidential <laughs> list is serious. Shouts to my man Ryan McGee, who does that every week for college football. By the in way. 1971 um, is when it oh. uh, was established, apparently. So this is just from one uh, article that I've read. So I'll okay, keep so on this looking. This is pre me. Yeah, this it's always been President's Day in my life. But Trav, you've seen it. You've seen a day when you got back. There to was back Lincoln's Monday. birthday, and there was um, uh, Washington's birthday. You had two days. And by the way, I was all for it as a kid. Now they should have yeah. every holiday, Fourth of July. Christmas, New Year's, Thanksgiving, Halloween, St. Patrick. Do, do them all in one day. Give them a long weekend and then put them in school for every other day. I kind, of, I kind of, I kind of, I'm, this is a, this is a discussion I talk about all the time separately here before we get back to what really matters is the power. No, this this of, is what matters. Trust me. Yeah. This is, this is by <laughs> far what I'm most interested in. The power <laughs> rankings of what day of the week combines with a holiday to make the best situation i talk about this with my Ooh, family constantly go, go ahead we, give it, we used okay, to say take that me through okay this. first of all halloween okay here's the thing halloween should almost be moved to a thanksgiving like setup it should just be the last friday in october whatever okay. date that is you see what i'm saying for the purpose of that. you I'm, can I'm, get you can yep. get a work you can get a work party in you can get a school party in you can get a, a weekend day to your own if you can even extend that into the nfl sunday if you have to by monday we're done I don't want anything involved. You sitting around watching the Rams in a construction worker uniform or something? What are we talking about? No, but I mean, people like to dress up in NFL games. You know when they when it when it falls on a weekend. But if if Halloween's on a Wednesday, you're not gonna go. I mean, if you you show up in a Vader mask or whatever you were trying to do that Sunday, it's like, oh, bro, you're pushing it. What are we talking about here? I think that New Year's Eve works best on a Saturday. Personal opinion. In one other situation where, you know, you want to have your little parties on Friday, that's fine, but it doesn't extend the party too long. My main thing is keep that thing around the weekend, as you said, <laughs> be it a Monday or yeah. a Friday so that we're not banging out midweeks. Like when 4th of July is on Wednesday, it sucks. No, that, just, that, that's 
that doesn't work. We, yeah. we should change the entire history of the country to go to whatever <laughs> the sixth or the second or whatever, whatever we need to do to get that on a Monday or a Friday or even a Thursday is okay. Sure. A Thursday would actually just, be perfect. Thursday yeah. is the best because then you can do Wednesday night. You can do Thursday all day. You can do Saturday Friday. We'll to just recoup. take Friday off. Yeah. yeah take you know Friday I mean? off I, and then you're back into your weekend and you've got the uh, baseball games on, on the 4th of July weekend. You're ready to go. You can do your hot dog eating contest or totally whatever you got to right. do. Your puke fests, you can have those. You can get it all done. Reversal Ugh. of fortune, excuse me. That's the proper nomenclature. <laughs> oh, is, is that oh, – are you a, a competitive eating uh, – I'm not. Have you reported have, on such events? No, but my friends have <laughs> called these events, and so I'm familiar with the terminology. What they don't tell you, by the way, I've been to Coney Island on 4th of July to watch baseball. Okay. Brooklyn Cyclone, shout out to them. What they don't tell you about that experience is the smell. Not great, Bob. Just let me know. <laughs> Just well, let think know. about it. It's it's hot dogs and vomit and oh. spilled food in Coney <laughs> Island, and, and like Island. in the middle of July where it's super yeah. hot. Yeah, that oh, sounds bro. that sounds pretty terrible. Sub suboptimal. <laughs> but yes, the point is, is that the different days of the week and the holidays are a key parts of whether or not I can enjoy them very well and president's day being on a monday sure why not that's that's fine with me i just want to make sure yeah. that the kids are in school as often as possible now that i'm out of school and they're yeah. in i want to make sure <laughs> that i maximize there. school days and minimize uh, off days along the way it's time for some straight talk brought to you by straight talk wireless straight talk wireless no contract no compromise okay so all-star game weekend in cleveland mm-hmm. Um, LeBron hits the game winner last night. Kind of fun to see. Tough little fadeaway that he knocked down. Cool. Yeah. Um, am I wrong about this, Yates? The city of Cleveland loves LeBron James, obviously. They were thrilled to see him. They were thrilled to have their, their native son come back and put on mm-hmm. the show that he did. Great, great, great. But as I'm watching this, the only thing that I'm hitting with is, you know, the people here in L.A. like LeBron, they respect LeBron, but they don't have that feeling for LeBron. They, they're, they're happy he's here. They're happy that he brought him a championship a couple of years ago. But that, that gut, that emotion, that heart, that thing that I love this guy, it's not here. It's not here. I think that's a twofold reason. Number one, because LeBron has a lot of fans that are people that are just LeBron fans. You know what I'm saying? That that crew has not necessarily <laughs> as he's raising his hand for those of you who yeah, can't see. That yeah. crew is not necessarily meshed well with the mindset of what Laker Nation is, number one. And number two, you can say it as Los Angeles doesn't love LeBron like Cleveland loves LeBron. They like LeBron and they respect LeBron. But the other side of that is LeBron is bigger than the Lakers. He's not yes. bigger than the NBA per se, but what his legacy is to basketball. The Lakers are not a footnote. The Lakers are not an afterthought. The Lakers are simply a final chapter. They are not part of the huge first or second act. You know what I'm saying? And so as a result, it was very, I don't want to say weird, but it almost felt inappropriate to watch. Yeah, I was like, wow. I haven't seen LeBron just lapping it up and loving it and deserving it in a really, really long time because the last time they did anything worthy of that, they were in the bubble. The experience never happened. The imprint never really happened. And that is affecting things in terms of, I think, how people look at what the success of this team could and should be. He still feels like a mercenary three seasons later. It cuts both ways, right? And it works both ways because there's like tears to this thing, right? There, There is the uber Laker tier, which is Jerry West, Kobe Bryant. 
Magic Johnson. These guys that came into the league as Lakers, spent their entire playing careers as Lakers, and are as identified with the team as they are with their own careers, right? You can't separate Kobe and the Lakers. You can't separate Magic Johnson and the Lakers. They're they're the same thing. Then there's the next tier, which is like Kareem. Kareem is at the top of the next tier. You sure. know, the, the, yeah. these, these guys that came in that when you think of them, at, at least for Powell. Me, Kareem, Powell, you think of yeah. them as Lakers, but they also played other places and had great success yep. other places. And then LeBron almost occupies his own space because this is just a stop on his journey. And it's and to your point, it's not the beginning. It's not the zenith of it where he's going to the finals over and over and over again. That was in two different places. He did get to the finals. He did win a championship. We didn't get to see it up close. It was on the other side of the country. All of these things. And it's an appreciation. No parade. No parade. There's no emotional attachment to him. There's a great deal of respect. But you can almost, when I'm watching that and watching they were responding to him, have seen the way that people respond to LeBron at Staples when he came over, when they watch him play now, as the team is crumbling around him he gets a lot of the heat that comes along with it it's just it's a totally unique situation for him and for the the Lakers to have their best player their most important player be somebody that is not loved the way that their best player typically is I think it's been a kind of a wake-up call too for a lot of Lakers fans in terms of like what not just say their own self-importance is but in terms of like what the NBA is now from a a branding and a marketing standpoint. Like, yeah, it's possible that a player came to this town and was a little bigger deal than the team itself, and it affected things in ways that everybody had to pay attention to. I'm not saying that's good or bad, but you certainly had to, had to manage it. I mean, do we remember what happened when he first came here? It was a mess. Oh, anyway. for sure. No, it the, was the, a huge mess. And, and it only settled down for one season, and the season where it settled down, was the weirdest sports year in the history of the world. It was the weirdest the thing in the history. Right, exactly. Like, it, it almost got folded. It's like, oh, right, the Lakers won the title that year. You know what I'm saying? Like, it, it is a borderline afterthought. It's like a fever dream. Like, yeah, I think they yeah. won. I bet. Was that real? Did that actually happen? Let's try a quick phone call here. Let's go to yep. uh, downtown and John. John, you're on with Trav and Clinton. What's up? John. It really alienated me. I'm a fan since 79, and... You know, this guy thinks he's bigger than the Lakers. I, I, he's very, you know, respect the guy as a person. He's a great player. Uh, but they should just reset, man. When Lonzo was here, when Ingram was here, we proved that we could enjoy a team that did not have stars and were willing to watch that team grow. And I think most Laker fans would much rather see that than this garbage drum. This guy got everything he wanted, and now he's sending a passive-aggressive messages to the team. Come on, man. It's okay. the Lakers. Okay, let me, let me ask you. Hold on, John. Just yeah. stay on the line. John, stay on the line. Let me ask you a question as a fan. Would you have rather anybody else in the NBA been the leader of this team when Kobe Bryant passed away in terms of how he stewarded that as a franchise getting through that factor? Um, I honestly – so, again, I respect his player leadership, but as a leader, he's throwing the whole team under the bus right now. So, yes, I would rather – even though I know why they did what they did and I was okay with it, I would much rather have seen the kids grow. And the place yeah. was selling out. You know, there was this idea that, oh, Lakers fans need a star. People were showing up and were into it. And we, but we all know that. Eh. So, eh. 
I, I don't know about that. I, well, I, and, yeah. and I, I, hear, I hear you on that, John. Thanks for the phone call. And Travis, he brings up an interesting point that you brought up, which is, was this really worth it? Are yeah. there that many Johns and DTLAs that believe that the entire experiment was too much? That's wild. Okay, the, the amount of revisionist history going on in that phone call is making <laughs> my head spin. Because we, 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 need, we need to come back and address some of these. Because I was doing Laker pre-half and post during the Lonzo Ball, during the Brandon Ingram era. And I didn't hear one single call like that the entire time. We're going to come back. We're going to break that down. It's Travis Lee, Clinton Yates in for Sliwa. That's next, 710 ESPN. This podcast is proud to be supported by Jets Pizza, the number one pick in Detroit-style pizza. Why? It's simple. Jets is better. With the thickest, crispiest, cheesiest Detroit-style pizza in the country, there's no competition. Right now, get $5 off any eight-corner pizza with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Go to jetspizza.com to learn more and find a location near you. Again, try Jets' signature eight-corner pizza and get $5 off with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Jets Pizza. Better because it has to be. Ten seconds on the clock. How many things can you name that are always growing? Your relationships. Your skills. Your customer base. How about businesses on Shopify? (laughs) Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage, to the first real life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash network, all lowercase. Go to shopify.com slash network now to grow your business. No matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash network. Yeah, I don't know if you know that or not, Yates. If you uh, do enough shows with me, eventually you just disappear and uh, yeah. you, go, you go to another network. Might it's, be a promotion. Key got promoted <laughs> to network. You, you never know, but you're not going to be here for very long. This is kind of like, a halfway house. Like the Oracle. You know, he knows someone, it's either you're, you're destined for the greatness or you're just an ordinary plebe. Absolutely. ESPN Radio is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Don't forget, we got an Ask Yates coming up here in about 15 minutes, 877-710-ESPN, if you'd like to get involved in that. All right, I believe it was Don in L.A. Uh, that called us here a minute ago. Maybe it might have been John. John in D.C. John. in L.A. John, John is here now. Yeah. Okay, so he said, and I, I was there for this, so I have a very hard time letting this one go. This idea that Laker fans were more than happy to stick around and watch Lonzo Ball and Brandon Ingram, you know, develop and blossom into NBA players. Let, Let me let me start with this. First of all, neither one of those guys have been on a team that's won more than they've lost still. Now the Bulls are on on the way to, to the being, Bulls are on the way up. They're on their way. He's hurt again. Just throwing that well, out there the as Bulls, well. The Bulls, uh, hold on though, quickly. The Bulls have other former Lakers. They, they which do. Is sep- which is part of that discussion. But go D- on. Di- different conversation. Caruso yeah. is in a separate category over there. But I took the phone calls about Julius Randle and Brandon Ingram and Josh Hart and Lonzo Ball and all of these guys that they went – and D'Angelo Russell and all of these guys right. that they went – there wasn't a Laker fan within 100 miles that was okay with that plan. They, they, these guys it. would come in and they were struggling. They were young. They were – you know, I think if we're picking – Brandon Ingram's the best guy that they drafted, probably. And he's okay. His teams still have not won more than they've lost, period. So this idea that we had all these guys and we let – no, stop. 
Okay, what you did was you turned all those guys into well, LeBron James, a free agent, and then you used those guys to go get Anthony Davis. And by the way, it worked. Okay, yeah. so let, let's not rewrite, re, rewrite the history of all of that. Number yeah. two that, that John said was that LeBron thinks he's bigger than the Lakers. Two things can be true at the same time, Clinton, that are opposites, okay? Yeah. LeBron is bigger than the Lakers, and the <laughs> Lakers are bigger than LeBron. I see both of those if... things are true at the same time, and, and they can both be at, simultaneously. I don't think LeBron looks at the Lakers as the way that Kobe looked at him, the way that yeah. Magic Johnson looked at him, because he'd been other places. He, he's won other places. And I think that the Lakers are a special organization. The Lakers do have some things that very few other NBA franchises do. That doesn't make LeBron a bad guy. It doesn't make the Lakers bad guys. It just means that they look at this thing differently. They can both be true at the same time. I also think that it means something about what the Lakers' level is in terms of everything else. If LeBron was willing to say, this is an operation worthy of my situation, Mm -hmm. well then, yeah, that's a compliment. Just because it's not necessarily on par philosophically right now because they're in sort of an awkward position between contracts, years, man hours, injuries, doesn't mean that it never made sense. It just means that when things start to conflict, you go back to sort of where you started. I'm not saying there's like a prenup kind of situation, but it's like, you know, we got to assess what the records and who who gets the mini fridge. Of mini fridge. I think I know what Trav is going for if there's ever a breakup situation. Mini fridge is vital, Clinton. I mean, think about all the things you can put in a mini fridge that you don't have to get a big space for a regular fridge. You can, you can fit keep one your... ring inside of a mini fridge. But anyway, you've got to sort of assess who were we before we got here because that question about whether or not it was worth it to me is fascinating. Let's get to some of these phone calls. People got a lot to say. All right, let's go to Riverside and Don. Don, you're on with Travis and Clinton. What's up? Yeah, i just like to say, uh, LeBron's not bigger than the Lakers. The Lakers are going to be there well after LeBron leaves. That's number one. But number two, everywhere LeBron goes, he goes there, he has a squad. As soon as the squad gets hurt or he feels they can't win anymore, he's on to the next team. That's his, that's his motive. That's what he always does. He destroys freaking, I don't know, man. He just destroyed You're making him sound like a locust that he, just, that he shows up at a bull weevil. He comes in and eats everything and then leaves. You know, look, you're right. He shows up and then he leaves and the team's worse. It's because he's the best player on every team. It's because on. he wins a ring Thank in you. the interim. Thank what are we you. talking about here? He, he goes right? to Cleveland. They're the worst run team in the history of pro sports and he takes them to the finals. He can't get them over the top. He goes to Cleveland. Four for four. Four finals trips in four years, two championships. He leaves. Cleveland goes four for four. Four finals appearances, one championship. He leaves. He comes to L.A., and in his second year, he Miami gets another championship. Yeah. yeah it, but, Cleveland. Miami's the one in between. Oh, I'm sorry. Miami, yes. Yeah, Miami, Cleveland, L.A. I mean, come on. I mean, yeah, all of these places. One rings because of LeBron James. What are we talking about here? This Let's is not be why ridiculous. I start anyway. banging my head on the desk when this topic comes up because yeah. this idea they don't and this comes back to the very first thing we were talking about, Yates, is which is they don't feel it. Laker fans don't feel it yeah. for this man. And and, and I'm not telling you that you should, but I'm saying don't just blow past the stuff that he brought along with him. He went out and got you Anthony Davis. Now that turned out to be both really good news and maybe something that you know, look at it again, you feel a little differently about in, in, in light of, of where he is right now in his career. But at the time, Anthony Davis doesn't come to L.A. without LeBron James. Here. Absolutely a- not. Anthony Davis is one of the best players in the league at that point, plays like it, wins a championship 
Why is this? Oh, well, LeBron comes in and he's just he's radioactive and he burns it. No, he doesn't. It's not how it goes. Stop. Right. And I also think that LeBron, LeBron is a better GM than he typically gets credit for, but it just hasn't worked here. That's why it's so awkward. The roster construction, which all possibly, I mean, excuse me, ha- impossibly has to pass through LeBron, just hasn't worked out. All of those moves he made back when he was in Miami, he's like, oh, no, I want this guy, I want that guy. Or when he was in Cleveland, he said, no, I want this guy, I want that guy. That stuff worked. It hasn't worked here. That's the big difference between everything else because, look, hello, LeBron is still the best player on the team. Let's try another one here. Let's go to North Hollywood and Devon. Devon, you're on with Trav and Clinton. What's up? Oh, he dropped. All right, let's do another one. Let's go to uh, Simi and Joey. Joey, you are on with Trav and Clinton. Yo, what's up, boys? Um, listen, I'm a diehard Lakers fan, but all these Lakers fans calling in are idiots, all right? Um, LeBron is bigger than the Lakers. If it wasn't for LeBron, we'd still be, I mean, what, we'd probably be getting talked about with the Knicks, to be honest. Um, the Lakers have not done anything since, what, 2010, 11, right? LeBron came and he got us a chip. He brought. He made us relevant again. And LeBron might be Lagon, right? And that's okay. We've got to just take the couple first-round picks we might be able to get and enjoy the championship. But LeBron is bigger than the Lakers. Well, first of all, you're not getting any picks for LeBron because when he leaves, it's going to be as a free agent. They're not going to trade I was going to say, yeah, yeah, there's no trading happening there. And also, I mean, there's the question of whether or not, like, I, this, I mean, he says it's not going to be his last stop. But, like, if you're, ah, oh, man. It's hard to think of a situation in which he leaves the Lakers and it doesn't feel like bad blood, Trav. I, I don't think the, he can't. You know, short, short of – okay, here's the scenario. I just – he literally walks on water for the rest of this year right. and, and somehow, someway gets them into a championship position. It's not going to happen. And yeah. then he comes back next year and they run it back and they do it again. That, and then he said, you know what, I want to go play with my kid. My kid's going to get drafted by, I don't know, Orlando. And sure. I want to go spend one the season Pistons. with him in Orlando yeah. just because it's something I've always wanted to do. I think then you can leave with pretty good feelings. Anything short of that, anything short of multiple championships, they, they, they didn't feel it when he came. It was more of a, yeah, he's a great player. He's going to help us. We're going to win some games. But there's always this underlying thing that I think Laker fans, diehard Laker fans, Kobe Bryant fans in particular, always had a foot on yeah. the break with LeBron James, and they I just have it. never been able to let it go. But the man was the like I'm telling you this might I might be overplaying this as a non not a non Laker fan but somebody who lives in Los Angeles and follows the Lakers but has not died in any sort of purple and gold blood I'm telling you man LeBron being on this team when the Kobe situation happened was one of the most socially and culturally important things I I just can't imagine where this how this team would have stewarded that situation if a guy like LeBron James wasn't there to lead them. I really don't. Um, the largeness of who Kobe was, never mind his personal relationship with LeBron, like it, it, it almost seemed like for me, I'm not going to say that that was the most important thing that he did while he was here, but in terms of how the larger basketball world views that, there was an element of thank God. You know what I'm saying? So that this did not go some way that was untoward or whatever, like, oh, this is, you know, LeBron was the person that we turned to in that moment for some level of care and leadership. And I know that championships are all that matters. But if you think of the legacy of this team and what they mean to the rest of the league, never mind basketball on the globe, 
the LeBron Kobe situation was a much closer sort of beneficial psychological relationship than I think even his to the fans was, if that makes sense. You know what I'm saying? He was up for the task and yes. he was the only one. And that mattered to me in terms of what he meant to the Lakers in his overall legacy. It's a great point. All right. If you are on hold, stay there. We're going to talk more about the Lakers and with somebody's name that we haven't mentioned that was oddly in front of a lot of television cameras this weekend, Rob Palenka and... <laughs> Well, apparently uh, LeBron is a Sam Presti fan, which, well, sure, why not? That's coming up next, but before all of that, it is Ask Yates. It's Travis Slee, 710 ESPN. Now, let's talk about the play of the week. The pressure to follow up Hypnotic and Cognac, weighing heavy on the team. Hypnotic was in the cup, blue and ready for the play. And... Boom! Añejo Tequila came in with a smooth assist to Hypnotic's tropical fruit finish. Shaken, strained, poured. It was green and good! The playmaking splash shifted the tempo. Another great cocktail from the Hypnotic team. Every season is Hypnotic and Tequila season. Hypnotic Liqueur, Bardstown, Kentucky, 17% alcohol by volume. Hypnotic reminds you to think wisely, drink wisely. All right, so we're going in-house for our first one, Clinton. This comes from none other than Jorge. He wants, he wants to know, how did the Handsome Man community begin, and how do you become a member? Oh, my God. This is so <laughs> annoying. Uh, the Handsome Man community began when I was a little boy, and I started realizing I could get away with things because I was a young <laughs> Good-looking chap. I was getting a little bit more attention than I needed to and allowed me to move about the streets and about the cabin a little bit more freely than some of the others in certain situations of life. And then I started working at Abercrombie, and I was the guy in front of the mall with my shirt off. So, I literally did that job. So, you know, so does that's, Jorge that's need to take his shirt off and stand in front of Abercrombie to become a Here's member? Here's how Is that it works. The only you become a member when somebody in the club or a voting member of the club votes you in that's how it works you'll know because the benefits will come without you having to subscribe that's so, the whole point here's what i'm hearing i i'm guessing it's like the augusta national membership you don't ask to yeah, apply we'll they call let, you they, they let you know <laughs> exactly. when they've decided whether or not you're going to fit in that's Thank how it you. goes that's exactly how that there is no application process you'll know when you're in we will let you know all that's applications it. are pending <laughs> however don't call us we'll call you Perfect. Francis in Glendale. Does Luke Kennard look like Sean McVay after a week of celebrating the Rams Super Bowl win? Hashtag Ask Gates. So I hope you retweeted this because it's a very funny side by side. And like, yeah, they look alike in the way that like if all of your friends aren't like white guys around that age with that hair, then they definitely look alike. But if you are like living in a frat house somewhere in, I don't know, Florida, probably all the guys look like that. So you've got to find a way to delineate them. That isn't just, you know, one for one. So, yeah, they're similar, but that's as much to do with the fact that they just kind of favor each other, not because they really look that much alike. Yeah, see, all of my white friends are now overweight and balding. So, right, this, so this, you, <laughs> we don't have the Sean McVay thing going on. We, we've, got a, we've got more of an Andy Reid vibe in my okay. group. <laughs> it's a little bit different. It's not. It's not uh, quite love the, uh, McVay and uh, Cliff. Cliff Kingsbury can have his group and uh, Andy. Also, Reed a member of the Handsome Man community, Cliff. By the way, <laughs> there you go. All right, um, here we go. This is from Jacob. Why do grades go A B C D F? Why do we skip E? Hashtag Ask Yates. Uh, 
I'm guessing, and this is like a real answer here, and sorry if I'm being too dorky about this and not being funny enough, but I'm presuming because of the way the percentage scales of grades break down, you get down below 50, and then the next letter is F, which stands for fail anyway, so it was convenient <laughs> to just skip it. I mean, <laughs> that's what I'm saying. It's like, what is it, 90 to 80, or 100 to 90 is an A, Yes. 80 to 90 is a B, Yes. or no, 80 to 90 yes. is whatever. 80 to, 90 is a, 80 to 89 is a B. 80 to 89 is a B, and then you keep going down. You, you don't need anything past 60% because that's not retention. I feel so like you just e, skip to F. I feel like E is getting a short shrift. It yeah, feels well, like it's being disrespected, if I'm being honest. Like, why, e why did we skip B? I don't but know, why, I think, why didn't we skip C? Why doesn't it go A, B, D, F? Why did we decide that E yeah. is the one that. I just think we ran, out, we, ran out of, we ran out of usable time for learning, and then it was like, <laughs> we're skipping straight to F because it's right there. Sorry. The no. CEO is next. Uh, the CEO <laughs> says, uh, this is actually for Slee, but I, I like this one from you. It says, are okay. you a wooden or aluminum bat guy on opening weekend of the college baseball season? Hashtag ask Yates. That's not even, what? That doesn't even, that question doesn't even make sense. They're only allowed to use wooden bats in tournaments because it's not even sanctioned by the NCAA. I, I think they're speaking more generally speaking, not necessarily just on, on opening day. He's asking, do you prefer wood or metal oh, bats? The I mean, let me, let me, I'm going to be kind of, I'm going to be a little bit condescending here and I'm going to explain this one way. Travis, <laughs> you know this as well as anybody. If you grew up actually playing a lot of baseball, you are very familiar with the sounds of metal bats because it's not like anybody was running around with wood bats back in the day in youth ball. That is a privilege that nowadays you see kids at these higher level tournaments. They got wood guys. They got wood bat tournaments all over the place. I've never once played with a wood bat in my life. And I played all through high school growing up. You know what I'm saying? Like, and yeah, so I... Uh, metal bats don't bother me is what I'm saying. I know that there's some purists who like to think that it's bothersome. I'm like, yeah, but bro, if you were around baseball for a long time, you're used to it. It's fine. I got no issues with composite bats. They sound better. It's more of a, it's more of a, it used to be ding. Now it's more of like a thud. It's, it's, it's a different sound. It's not it doesn't sound. have that metallic ping anymore. No. And just, just I, you, you know this, but just so you're, I've said it for the record, more condescending, the better. Yeah. <laughs> both, both in Ask Yates and just generally speaking in life. That's fair. I, I, That's fair. This is the this is the condescension show on this station for sure. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. For sure. This is from Darb. It says uh, hashtag Ask Yates. What's the one movie he pretends like he's seen, but if he's being honest, he hasn't. Do you have one of those? That, oh, that, that's a good question because I normally am out there with what movies I haven't seen. I got no problem. Like for example, Titanic. Not seeing it. Don't plan on it. Dirty Dancing. Never seen it. Not gonna plan on it. Um, Ferris Bueller's Day Off. Never seen that movie fold the way through either. I am the opposite of lie guy when it comes to that. I will <laughs> let you know this is not in my wheelhouse, and I do not plan on putting it there. But I'm, have I, I'm trying to think of. I'm more likely to do that with TV shows because okay. I watch I watch TV shows on Twitter, so to speak. Where like I can follow what happens. I know who these characters are. Well, I, I heard am, you drop a, a not great Bob earlier. Are you a Mad Men guy? No, I heard but I know that meme. <laughs> okay, I know that go. meme. I've never seen a second of Mad Men. That's a, that's a great example. Yeah, but I know that meme, and I've, I've I've worked my way around the internet enough to know who these characters are and kind of what they do. And so when it comes up to stuff like that, I'm I'm Here. conversing. What about the Godfather? Have you seen the Godfather? You like the I've Godfather? read the Godfather. For okay. those of you who don't know, the Godfather book is actually movies one and two combined which is why it's so good. So, wow. Yeah, that's, okay. Yeah, that's, 
I, I want to go back to something that you said there a minute ago about you've never seen Ferris Bueller's Day Off. One, a, consider yourself lucky because whatever. <laughs> um, okay. Yeah. But <laughs> I, I kind of need you to see just one particular scene. In, 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 in They're at Wrigley Field. Okay. They're watching a Cubs game. And the way that they're allegedly watching a baseball game is the most cringy thing I have ever seen. It just It's one of those things. Like, And Slee and I have talked about this a lot. When it comes to – and I know that Ferris Bueller is not a sports movie, but if you're going to have a sports scene in your movie, can oh. we just have one person on set that could say, up, oh, time, time out. No, 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 no. no. We're not doing so that. hot about it when baseball <laughs> gameplay is terrible and unrealistic. It's why The Natural is a terrible movie to me. The gameplay <laughs> in The Natural is – Awful. <laughs> Nobody plays baseball like that. I don't care how old or how segregated the league was. It is terrible. <laughs> anyway. Well, th- that's why do you think Kevin Costner got every baseball role for 10 years? Because he's the only one who throw a ball. He can like throw and person. catch and swing yes. a bat. Oh. If, if, if Think about Bull Durham. If we recast that without Tim Robbins, that instead of I, and I do like Bull Durham. I, confession, even though he can't throw, Tim Robbins throws like he just came from Venus and he'd never yeah. seen a baseball before. Like, hey, what do you do? I don't Picture know. Do you, do, you, do you do it like this? It was uh, it's a tough way to do. It. Let me find. Didn't like his motion didn't open up well. Emotion. There wasn't a. It was like he was throwing with the wrong side. hand. Listen, it, it didn't make scout, any sense at all. We can get in the arm slot scout talk real quick here. Okay, <laughs> that's zero to one hundred very fast in this garage. Right. One more. This is from John of Fullerton and Huntington Beach. What are your go-to sunflower seed brands and flavors? This matters. Hashtag Ask Yates. I'm a standards guy. I know a lot of guys who like pickle. If I move out of my – see, we could have had a Sean McVay situation there. Um, if I move out of my typical route, I go to a barbecue. That's typically what I do. But I don't okay. really eat those that much anymore because you know what it is? I played with them in, and I don't like eat them when I'm not playing. If I'm not in the dugout, there's not a lot of seeds You go to happening. a game, you're not going to have a little bag and uh, no, you know, peanuts? No, it's more like if I'm – so, for example, when I was in Omaha, I went and played in a softball game of a men's league. Some guys – I met some guys in a bar. They're like, hey, you want to come play in our game? I was like, sure. Take I brought wait, seeds. Hold, to, I never hold told on. You this. Hold on. No, no, no. Okay, wait. Let's – Put a pin in that because we'll, we'll get back, back to this. We can, I need we, to we hear how you got, Yates, you got pulled I saw into that I like. a pickup oh, softball game great when story. you were at the College World Series. That's extraordinary. Yeah. So do you have a brand? Are you a Spitz guy? Are you a Davidson, David and Sons guy? Like no, what, the, what brand are we doing here? I'm not a brands guy. It's normally a flavors thing. I couldn't even tell you what brands I'm thinking about. it. It's, it's a grab it off the rack situation because I never, I never thought about it. Chili lime is probably going to change. Chili lime is tough for me because chili lime feels like one of those things where it's like, I want chili lime stuff, but I don't want chili lime sunflower seeds. You know what I'm Black pepper? It's not bad. Oh, that's a lot. Anyway, we'll get back. I have much more to say on that. (laughs) All right, we're going to come back. More sunflower seed breakdown. Plus, uh, these are my favorite things because you would have to have a team of horses and a gun to get me to go play pickup softball, and yet you got pulled out of a bar (laughs) and ended up on the diamond. That's next. That's coming up. It's Travis Lee, 710 ESPN.